The big question we want to ask today is, where will Highland Park be in 2020? In two years, there's always challenges for any church in any generation, and we certainly have some challenges here. One of those challenges you may have heard about is that you may know that just right across Hudson Avenue, where we have parked for years because of the gracious people who owned the businesses there, always allowed us to, and you know that that's about to change. The Zaro Foundation has purchased this property, and they're going to do some great things with it bringing in five different non-profs. They're going to bring in 50 uh, housing units for senior citizens. They're also going to put in 150 housing units for uh, young professionals and maybe professionals without large families in the far west tower. We love many of the things that are going to happen there. It's going to be a great opportunity for us to care for our neighborhood. It's just kind of a bummer we're going to lose all that parking, isn't it? And so we've been trying to figure out what do we do with that. And uh, I'm thankful Dave Dunson led a parking lot task force with a whole bunch of really smart people. Of course, they didn't let me be on that, but they had engineers and people in, in housing and uh, banking and understand all of that. And they worked really hard and they did all of this work and they got us to this point where if we were to take one more step, then because of the zoning changes, we would be committed to financing a large parking lot endeavor on our property. And that might involve knocking down uh, a facility we own, um, which only have a few options there, the 220 Food Bank and Counseling Center or the sub, or it would involve buying another house nearby. Either way, none of those options look really great. And so when we think about best and worst case scenario, with what's gonna happen over here to our west. The best case scenario is that for six to 12 months, we can't park there because they're doing construction and we have to figure out a different plan. But after six to 12 months, we can park in that lot just about 50 steps further than we are now. And we would have to kind of walk around where the vintage housing will be. And early indications are that that might be the case. So we're cautiously optimistic. But the worst case scenario is that we never get to use any of that parking lot ever again because something changes and they don't want us to be there. It's not going to work out. And we want to prepare ourselves for that too. The reality is it might be somewhere in between those two things. We just don't know. But we do know that we want to wait and see if the best case scenario can play out so that we don't have to spend all this money or take down a building or buy a piece of property that we don't really have money for right now uh, to put in a parking lot. So we want to kind of wait and see. And so that means... We need to get ourselves ready to be without that parking lot for at least a period of time. And so because of that, but also because of a number of other things, the shifting culture and trying to figure out how can the church be relevant in the years to come and what is Jesus calling us to, we've put together a two-year strategic plan. Now, I've talked to, I don't know, maybe 40 people, different class leaders and ministry leaders and representatives from different parts of the church We've gotten a lot of input, and our leaders have talked to other people, and we'll continue that. And as we've gotten input, we kind of shape and shift this strategic plan around. But we want to share this with you because you're a church family, and we want you to be praying with us, and we want your input because you may have some input that will really help us as we move forward. So I want to share this four-point plan with you that we're looking at right now. And before I do this, let me tell you a quick Bible story. In the book of Joshua, God keeps telling Joshua the same thing. 
because Moses is dead and Joshua must have been nervous and these enemies are on the outside looking in at Israel, Joshua is called to be the man to lead them. and, And God keeps telling Joshua, be strong and courageous. It'd been easy for Joshua to have wimped out and run and hide. So God commanded him that. But then do you know what Joshua did next? We read about it in the first chapter. God tells him, be strong and courageous. And Joshua goes off and he, he gets strategic. He begins putting a strategic plan into action. He gives instructions. He gets out a map. He figures out where they need to go. He uses strategy. And God calls us to do the same thing. I think he's telling Highland Park, be strong and courageous. But he leaves some of the strategy to us. And that's a beautiful thing about being a human being. God lets us be part of the story to use the best of our creativity and leadership and ideas and imagination and encouragement with one another. And so with that said, here's, here's a four-part a, a four plan for where we think we need to be and where we need to go so that we'll be where God wants us to be in 2020 and to get there as best as we can. The first is this, to reimagine programs to increase discipleship, ministry to families, and parking flexibility. And there's several bullet points under this idea of reimagining our programs. And the first is a ministry concept called phases. Now, our youth and children's ministry have been studying this concept for, I don't know, a year to 18 months And they are planning to launch some of this next fall, and they've already launched some of it just kind of behind the scenes. But it's not a whole program or even a curriculum. It's something that weaves throughout what is currently taking place. And the idea is to help our children's ministry and our youth ministry line up and line up better with our parents and to get the whole church on board so that Highland Park becomes the best place any family could come to in Tulsa if they want their child to grow up and be a man or woman of God. Our whole church working together and parent training would be involved in that and parents talking with children and youth ministry and just aligning all of that together. That thing's a go regardless of the rest of this plan, but it fits underneath us and it's a big part of what we want to do in our ministry here at Highland Park. The second bullet point under reimagining programs is to become less reliant on our facility for large crowds. We know this. When the shovel hits right over there, closest to us where we currently park, then we can't have one service anymore if we're going to fit. I mean, we'd have to turn people away every Sunday. So the moment the shovel hits, we have to go to two services here. And it's not that we don't have room for bodies. We just don't have room for the cars. So if you come to the first service, then we're going to tell you, hey, we love you and all. We just need you to move your car here in the next five minutes. We, we got to create some space so new folks can come on in. And, and that's just our reality. And we may not like that. None of us necessarily asked for it. It's just our reality. So we want to begin preparing ourselves to duplicate a worship gathering. And you know, I actually have a hunch in all of this that maybe God is going to teach us some things that we would have not learned on our own. God does that, you know, quite a bit. And so we want to begin getting ready for that. And uh, we've just been playing around with some times, and these aren't set in stone at all, but we thought maybe we would have, like we did at Easter, a 9.30 worship time. We want it to be late enough that we'll have some younger families with little babies be able to get there Um, because we want the services to be mixed generationally as much as possible. And then 
maybe an 11 o'clock. So if we have a 9.30 and 11, then doing a Bible class hour, either one of those doesn't work. So that means they would have to bump up really early or move to some other thing or some other type of ministry. And so we're still working with our children's ministry and youth ministry teams and talking to our adult Bible classes about, do you think your class would want to meet at 8.30? And do you think that could work for you? And if not, what might work and how can we help you? And we want to have classes give us input into all of this. And the third bullet point underneath reimagining programs is that we want to continue to wholeheartedly pursue ministry events that will engage our diverse community. Here's what we don't know. We have no idea what this neighborhood will look like 50 years from now. I mean, it might, it might tilt towards being older community, might tilt towards being all young families, might tilt towards being um, highly uh, uh, made up of the Hispanic community or African-American community or Asian community. We just don't know. Maybe Indian community, maybe just Oklahoma cowboy community. We, we don't know. It probably may be a mix of all of those things. But we are committed at Highland Park to loving all people. We believe God has called us to be a church to all people. And that means a church family that doesn't just laser focus on one type of people because we want this church to be relevant 50 years from now and to be able to love people, know how to communicate with people different than them 50 years from now because the church becomes diverse and reflects part of this community. And so I love that Highland Park already has this DNA of loving all people and we only want that to continue as we move forward. God has called us to that. And so we're going to wholeheartedly continue to pursue that. The second big part of the strategic plan is to re-energize small groups. And let me tell you the, the how, and then I'll tell you the why. The how is that we've already launched a small group uh, advisory team, and they are reading and asking questions and uh, just talking and writing down. Here's going to be the best plan for small groups moving forward at Highland Park. And from that, we will launch a small group leadership team. We want that team to have a lot of horsepower so that they can help train small group leaders, help uh, small group, uh, new small groups launch, help with any kind of issues of maybe a small group has a question or a challenge or a difficulty to come alongside them. Because we know this, if you're part of a small group that meets in a home, it really doesn't matter what happens with the parking lot. You will have a Christian, Bible-based, loving community. And that's what we most want for every person. One of my biggest fears is that the parking lot would dictate what we do. And we want to lead better than that. We don't want anybody to lose their spiritual community because of what happens next door with a construction project. And so we've also been learning. As we launched Rooted Groups uh, well over a year ago, we kind of observed what happened. Rooted groups are a 10-week small group kind of discipleship study. And what we saw was that every single group that launched in a living room or home is still together. And it's very healthy. And that doesn't mean that every group has to meet in a living room. But it ought to at least teach us a little bit that that's a pretty viable thing. And we see from our younger generation that maybe younger adults connect better in a living room where they're still studying the Bible, and they're still praying, and they're serving and caring, uh, might connect better there than in a classroom setting. We've seen the commitment level to be pretty high. And so we, we want to encourage small groups 
to grow and for participation to grow. And not so that we have to do away with a whole bunch of stuff, but just our, our current reality or our future reality is that that's going to really enable people to connect. And so we're looking at how we can best do all of that. The last bullet point underneath re-energizing small groups is we want to create roles for gifted Highland Park teachers to speak into those small groups, to teach those small groups, maybe with video curriculum or visiting a group or some oversight with things. Um, We just want to be able to use the gift of teaching within the small group infrastructure. So you may know that starting next week, we're going to launch a four-week small group intensive. That's that's a pretty short little small group intensive. But we know that when you hear small groups, some of you are like, I love small groups because I have the best small group ever. And some of you are like, well, I'm not so sure. I have not had a great small group experience in the past. And some of you just have never been part of a small group, so it just seems like a foreign thing to you. We wanted to give you a four-week opportunity just to get a taste of what it might be like as we as we have these small groups that launch and just run for four weeks, and then that's it. That's the end of the commitment level there. And so we want to encourage you to be part of that, um, if you can be, for the next four weeks. The, the, the third key point of our strategic plan is to realign some ministry team roles and ministry roles. And uh, Dave, who leads our ministry teams, Uh, He and I have just kind of been working and talking with others and ministry teams, making sure that we align everything for maximum effectiveness and and making sure everything is running smoothly. And with that, helping people find their gifts and be able to use them for the kingdom and for God's glory. And people will find great fulfillment in that. And so even today, as we launch uh, this places workshop that's happening uh, this afternoon, Uh, We have a group of people that are going to be learning how God created them to serve and how God created them to bless other people. And so that's going to be really important with that. The the fourth and final uh, part of this uh, two-year strategic plan is we want to resource Highland Park for the future. We love that we have no debt here at Highland Park, no financial debt. That is a great, great blessing. And what we see as a need is to have a little bit of margin a financial margin. We've, we've basically operated on a shoestring budget for a number of years uh, because we haven't had much margin. And we think it would be wise for us to have a little bit more margin and a little bit more in savings uh, for an emergency that came up. For instance, if three or four, five, six, ten years from now, uh, we have to build a parking lot or we have to um, expand the food pantry um, or we, an emergency comes up, we just got to take care of that. Or if we had a missionary call and say, you know, my wife has cancer, we need to get to the States quickly and so that we can treat this, can you help us? We're going to say yes to that. Right now, today, if we said yes to that, then we would be going, okay, what has to suffer because we said yes to this? Or can we raise money real quickly? We would like to be in a position where we can meet needs because we have a little bit more financial margin. And the way to get there is for uh, people who uh, become part of Highland Park and feel like this is their church home uh, to begin to learn to to give and to see God's blessing in their own life when they become less attached to their money. And we know that's a blessing from God and for them to contribute to this as well. Maybe it's for people who've been part of Highland Park for a long time um, God blesses them financially in some way, maybe a weekly raise or maybe a special gift that comes at some point. 
And they say, this isn't a blessing to me only. This is a blessing to Highland Park. We've had people do that even this last year where they gave a one-time big gift because God had blessed them in some way. And they just saw that as a blessing for the church family. But we just want to be in a position where we can help people and help our community and help our missionaries around the world and be, just so we can be ready for any opportunity or crisis that comes this way. So you're a church family and we love you and your input is so important to us. So please keep it coming. Uh, we realize that we don't have all the answers yet and this plan may shift you know, in the months to come and that's okay because oftentimes God works through people and, uh, and if you have an idea or if God lays something, a conviction on your heart, please share that with us because that's going to be important as we move forward. So thank you for being part of this church family. We could not be more excited about the future and what God has in store for us. So let's just continue to move forward together as we help people love God, love others, and serve together.